Hello, everyone, and welcome to the One Man Renegade Podcast. I'm your host, the Honorable Greg B., and this is Chapter 116. And no, no, this isn't any more of the Movie Ranks countdown. We're done with that for this year. We'll come back next year for 2020 Movie Ranks countdown, of which I think I'm up to four movies now. Is it four? Yeah, I think it's four. So let's dive in with some matinee moments. Um... I did see a few, I have seen a few movies now, I mean, I previously had seen, that I already talked about, The Grudge, but then I went to go see The Gentleman, um, in theaters, Birds of Prey, which, uh, a little bit of story there, we'll get to it, and Bad Boys for Life, which I know I, you know, had some issues with the name of the title, and I wasn't totally, like, wanting to see it necessarily, but it was like, I had the the showcase subscribe thing, which I really should have not renewed for February, uh, looking at the slate of movies. Well, you know, it wasn't so much that it was, well, birds of prey, which we'll get to, but, um, anyways, gentlemen, which came out in January, which was, uh, the last movie I saw for my January. Wait, how do I, Oh, cause I saw 1917 that counted as last year. That's why. Um, gentlemen, uh, guy, Ritchie film, uh, you know, it starred uh, Charlie Hunnam, Colin Farrell, uh, Matthew McConaughey, uh, what's-his-face, Hugh Grant. Uh, pretty good. Pretty solid movie. It wasn't anything crazy. Um, but, you know, it was a nice little mystery, and it was kind of one of those things where the, the beginning of the movie's at the end. No, end the movie's at the beginning type of thing. So you, you think you know what's going to happen, but then, like, okay, well how do you get there and then what actually happens and whatever so um you know it, you know it wasn't amazing i mean you know in terms of like a mystery kind of movie whatever you know it wasn't as good as say like knives out to compare it to something recent more recent um uh, you know it had drug dealing type of thing and you know it's kind of um you know it's this like whole story that's being told through like kind of like a narrative way it's an interesting because it's kind of back and forth and a bit uh, all over the place which and we'll get to that with birds of prey as well it's kind of similar in that regard um but overall i thought it was a pretty solid movie um you know as far as you know uh, a 2020 january kind of film i think it was probably i mean it was definitely the best movie i saw it was better than the grudge uh, as far as January is concerned. So, you know, I mean, you know, January is always a tough kind of time for movies when they come out. Because it's like, they're still competing with the stuff that came out the end of the year before. And then the Oscar stuff, uh, too. So it's kind of, you know, a tough kind of go for a movie that gets put that in that spot. And a lot of times, it, you know, January is kind of a dump month. And if you don't know what that means, it's basically, they're movies that, we're usually at one time slated to be, you know, either Oscar worthy or, you know, we're going to be blockbusters either for the summer or, you know, the, or the winter fall or, you know, uh, holiday season or whatever. And then ultimately it was just kind of like, yeah, the buzz wasn't great, you know, so they kind of just dump it. It's like, well, we made this movie and we don't really know where it's supposed to go. So we'll dump it at a time where a lot of people don't see movies there's the chance that it catches on and makes a bunch of money just because you know it's got people in it but ultimately we don't really know what to do with it so here it is and that seemed that's what this kind of was and 
and not to say that that makes it a bad movie or anything. It just didn't have that, you know, appeal to the masses, you know, in terms of box office, uh, you know, appeal and whatever. But, um, you know, I enjoyed it. I thought it was all right. It was, you know, worth worth of worth one of my showcase subscribe films for the month of January, I guess, is uh, where I was getting on that. But, um, yeah, so so then. So, you know, part of the thing was like, okay, I was, you know, I try to go through each month before the month starts before my uh, thing renews for the social showcase subscribe and kind of pick out see, okay, what movies would I see this month? Is there at least two for it to be worth it? You know, I can go up to three, but even just going see two is worth it. Um, and, um, you know, so for February, I was like, well... Certainly, Birds of Prey I'll want to see, and then it was kind of like, well, I don't know if there's another one, but it's like, mm, I'll probably get around to seeing another movie at some point. You know, it's the winter time, there's not a lot else going on, so, you know, I was, you know, my thought process was, I'll definitely go see another movie. Then I get an email um, saying, oh, you're eligible to go see a free advanced screening of Birds of Prey. And by when I say advanced screening, I don't mean like I saw it weeks early. No, it was the night before it was supposed to come out. So, you know, the whole Thursday night preview thing, it was Wednesday night. So I was like, okay, well, it was actually last, yeah, last week. Um, um, and um, so I was like, all right, I'll go check that out. But it was kind of a little sketchy and I'm like, oh, I don't know. Because it was at like six o'clock or no, seven o'clock. Um, but they said like specifically like it's first come first serve. So unlike how how they do the theaters now where you can pick your seats and whatever, this was just like, you know, show up and get a seat. And given that they've changed the theaters over now, there's not as many seats, but also they said, well, we sent this email to a bunch of people. So it's like, we sent it to more people than the theater can hold. So their potential that you won't even have a seat, um, when you get there. They might be say, uh, we're sold out. So, um, yeah, I was kind of like, all right, well, what does that mean? What time do I have to actually get there? If the movie's at 7, it's like, is this that popular? Like, are people really want to go see it? It's an R-rated movie, so kids aren't going to necessarily go. Uh, but it's a comic book movie, so maybe. Uh, but then, you know, their parents going to bring them. And it's like, well, what time? It's a Wednesday night, so it's not exactly... You know, I was just, I wasn't quite sure. So I, I was like, I'll get there fairly early. So I think I got there um, maybe like around 6.30. And the theater was already pretty packed. Um, luckily I found, I was just by myself. So I found like a, one of those solo chairs that were just by themselves kind of near where the handicapped, it's not the handicapped spot, but it's like near the handicapped spot. And it's just the one solo chair. So I'm like... All right, this works because I, I mean I don't have to find another chair for anyone, and no one that's has like a couple or something or anything is going to want to sit here. So like I'm cool. Um, like it's not like there was two seats available like somewhere, and I was like, oh, I'll take one of those. And then it's like, well, if a couple comes and they want this, you know. So I was like, all right, I'm good here. I mean, it wasn't the greatest seat because I'm kind of like where everyone kind of walks by to come in or go out or whatever. Um. So, you know, that was a little bit annoying, but whatever, it was a free movie, it was a movie I wanted to see, and, and, uh, so I enjoyed it, uh, it kind of didn't do great at the box office, which was a bit surprising, because initially they said, oh yeah, it's getting some buzz, it's gonna, it's slated to do well, and then all of a sudden they're like, 
oh crap, nope, never mind. Um, but I, you know, I enjoyed it, and you know, as an R-rated comic book film, there's not a ton of those, you know, outside of like Deadpool and whatever. But I mean, obviously with DC, they had the Joker last fall that was R-rated, but that was almost even more like not even like a comic book movie. Uh, I mean, technically it is because Joker, obviously, but. Like, in terms of the vibe and, like, kind of the storytelling of it, it really wasn't. Um, Birds of Prey definitely is. It's, you know, it, it's it's a comedy. It, it You know, it's not over-the-top comedy like Deadpool, but it's sort of like that. Uh, and it's kind of told in this narrative way, you know, by Harley Quinn. But it's, like, kind of all over the place, too. So it's a bit weird and that the gentleman and that are kind of similar in that regard. Um but yeah, no, I thought I thought it was a solid movie. You introduced a bunch of new characters. I mean, a lot of the some of the characters have already been on like Arrow and stuff on the TV side of things. But in terms of um, the big screen, these were new characters um, for the most part. I mean, obviously Harley Quinn had already been in um, Suicide Squad, uh, and they do sort of mention it, but it's you know the. You know, obviously the Joker is not in this. Like, Jared Leto is not back reprising his role as the Joker, but they obviously mentioned the Joker a bunch in it and whatever. But, um, no, yeah, I, I, it's a solid movie. Um, you know, uh, you know, it's not going to set the world on fire, obviously, you know, but, um, you know, the Harley Quinn character is what it is, and, you know, it, it's definitely a, um, a popular character. Um, to some degree, but at the same time, it's, it's another one of those situations where, and, you know, in more, you know, more so with Venom as opposed to like Joker, cause Joker was kind of, you know, different, but like with Venom, it's kind of like, well, Harley Quinn's a bad guy. So it's like, are we supposed to be rooting for Harley Quinn? But it's like, yeah, clearly we are, but it's like, and I know, you know, some, you know, some comic, some of the stories in the comics or whatever, she kind of is good sort of um you know and then it's like well okay but it's like you don't have batman in this movie so it's like you know similar to the spider-man thing with uh uh, venom and then there's not even like the joker but then you have all these other characters from you know dc universe or whatever so i don't know it's it's you know it's an interesting take uh, you know, it's an interesting concept to do a movie like this based off this character and kind of the way they did it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was good. I didn't think it was amazing or anything, but I thought it was good. And then last weekend I decided, since I then didn't use my showcase subscribe ticket to go see Birds of Prey, I already, I still have three, I still had three left. I'm like, oh, geez, I gotta go see something or else I'm never gonna use these. So I decided to see Bad Boys for Life. I had nothing else going on. I'm like, eh, fine, I'll go see. There was nothing else that was really all that interesting that I really wanted to see. Uh, the only other thing I was like, maybe see, was The Turning. And then it got terrible reviews. I think it's already out of theaters. And I'm like, all right, maybe I uh, dodged a bullet with that one. Because um, that one actually came out. I was going to see either that or Gentleman. And I saw Gentleman, obviously, and then... I don't know. It just, I never even, <laughs> I never even got the chance to see Turning before it ended up 
uh, leaving theaters or whatever. But um, so I don't know. I, I, mean, I still got two more to go. Uh, I don't know if I'll go see something else maybe this weekend. I don't know. There's a few movies coming out, but I don't know. It's just no, nothing's really jumping out at me, but um, I don't know. But anyways, as far as Bad Boys for Life was concerned, it was basically sort of what I thought. I mean, it, it's a Michael Bay movie, even though it wasn't a Michael Bay movie, but it's Bad Boys, so it's those were Michael Bay movies. Yes, Michael Bay is in it. Um, I think we already talked about this and whatever, but um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It's like some terrible jokes by Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, and they shoot a bunch of stuff, and a bunch of stuff blows up, and there's car chases and nonsense. Um, you know, it, it's one of those type of movies. You know, Fast and Furious, Bad Boys. It's all it's all in that same kind of genre. Um, but yeah, it, it was fine for what it was. You know, I wasn't expecting anything different than what what it, what it was. So, in that regard, I guess it was fine. But you know. It, <laughs> Yeah, it was what it was. That's all I got to really say about that. Um, yeah, so I don't know. So this weekend, I don't know, I might go check out Fantasy Island. Kind of waiting to see the reviews to see if it's any good. I know Sonic comes out this weekend, which I've heard isn't terrible. Which I guess is, if it's not absolutely terrible, I guess that's a good thing. Um, you know, because who wouldn't expect it to be? I mean, given all the changes they made to it... Um, because of all the backlash from the Sonic design, um, I guess that's a good thing that it people aren't f- totally uh, hating it. Um, and then uh, there's also this movie called Downhill, which stars Will Ferrell and um, Joey Lee Dreyfus, which you think would be have some more buzz than it does. Um, and it's an R-rated comedy, so that's kind of interesting. But it seems a little too, I don't know, just off the radar and not I don't know I don't know there's just not too much and it's not getting good reviews and everything so might just stay away from that one at all uh, you know but um, we'll see I don't know I haven't decided if I maybe I'll just won't go to the movies but I still got to use another one of my tickets for it to be worth it so I don't know maybe but there's nothing else really coming out by the time well the Invisible Man looks good I definitely want to see that but by the time it comes out I think it's March I mean, I know it comes out in February, but I think, because, I don't know. I think my thing will renew for March already, so, I don't know, whatever, regardless. Um, obviously, uh, we have to talk about the Oscars, because they took place last weekend. Um, I, I sort of watched them, at, so, I mean, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> they were sort of on, I sort of was watching, but I... Wasn't really paying that close attention. Uh, but I did make some predictions. Obviously, if you listened to my last, uh, the last chapter of the uh, Movie Ranks Countdown. So, how did I do? Well, I did good for the actors and the actresses. I did very well on that. Uh, I got Laura Dern, Best Supporting Actress. I got Brad Pitt, Best Supporting Actor. I got Joaquin Phoenix for Best Actor. And Renee Zellweger for Best Actress. Uh, the director and movie I didn't do so well. I said Sam Mendes in 1917, but it ended up being, uh, the Bong Hong Joe guy, or whatever his name was, and the Parasite movie, which, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I just couldn't do it. I couldn't watch that movie. For me, I, I mean, there's gotta be somewhat enjoyment of watching 
the movies for me and for me to have to not understand what anyone's saying and have to read um subtitles the whole time it's just i, I don't want to re- have to read the whole time you know because i'm sitting there trying to read instead of like watching and it's just for for me it's just annoying to have to do that i remember like when crouching tiger hidden dragon uh came out whatever year that was and was up for an oscar and whatever and i remember watching it and just being like I don't know what people have seen this movie. I I just, I can't understand it. I don't know what's going on. I have to read everything, and it's just... Yeah, for me, that just doesn't work for me. But, uh, I don't know, people really seem to like this movie. Um, I don't get it, but um, it is what it is. So, there you go. So, I got those two wrong. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, but I don't know. Uh, Brad Pitt getting his first actor. Uh, you know, Oscar was kind of was interesting obviously walking phoenix winning for the joker was was cool because you know obviously the joker is a very a very uh you know deep character and now it's twice that uh someone has won for that joker character so um an oscar uh so yeah interesting um can't say that about any other cartoon or the comic book character can you um yeah, so, alright, let's move on. Uh, the uh, TV, the small screen sweeps. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, some some of the shows are starting to come back um, from their holiday breaks or whatever. Um, we And obviously new shows are back on and whatever. I mean, I've already talked about some of them. But, uh, yeah, Arrow and... Uh, so Arrow's done now, which, you know, was an interesting way they did that with how they kind of did the backdoor pilots as it's like sort of a couple episodes as the backdoor pilots but then then they did the final episode which kind of culminated culminated i don't know i'm there's a word i'm trying to say and i can't think of it um everything all together and it was kind of like a back flash episode more so than anything else and then they kind of dealing with what was going on um if you haven't I don't want to spoil it if you haven't watched it, but yeah, it was a it was a decent ending, but it's kind of like at the same time it's like eh, you're you're spinning it off, so it's like you're almost like spinning it off while you're trying to end it. At the same time, it's yeah, and then they did the whole crisis thing right in the middle of that, so that was kind of a whole other thing. Uh, but uh, now Flash has kind of moved past the crisis and doing its own thing, and Batwoman and Supergirl, and now Legends of Tomorrow is back on taking Arrow's spot. Um, and they're doing their thing. So, yeah, uh, still good. Still looking forward to the seasons and where they go. Um, so, yeah. Um, Outsiders still still going strong. Uh, it's a, definitely a good show. And, um, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things, though, where it's like, you know, you have this, this show and how it is, but it's one of those kind of event shows. So it's like, they clearly have something set and, you know, I mean, I haven't read the book or whatever and I don't know anything about that specifically, but, um, you have like the story in the book and it's like, well, once you finish that and presumably that's going to be what this season in is, then it's just done. Right. Or do you, can you do this? Can you spin it off into something else, you know, more than this? I don't know, but for what it is, this season has been really interesting and obviously, uh, you know, given the Stephen King element of it, um, certainly works, um, 
on top of it being kind of a or a, you know police you know detective kind of show um and all that so definitely definitely been solid solid show uh, it's you know it's but it's like one of those things where it's like oh it's going to be over and then what and then it's like oh but it was a good show uh, but speaking of something similar along those lines, um, uh, the Sinner Sinner came back, and that that was another show that was supposed to just be the one season, and then, <clears throat> but it wasn't based off anything specific, I don't think, or maybe it was, I can't remember. But regardless, they you know they tr- found a way to then spin it into a new series, um, and now it's on the third season because they spin the Bill uh, Bill Pullman character, you know into just new cases so it's almost like the story is about him whereas the first season he was in it but it wasn't necessarily specifically about him but then they kind of like well how do we spin this into something else and he was kind of the one character where it would make sense and now obviously they have the second season and now the third season um only one episode aired so far i think the next one's tonight um so yeah definitely definitely a solid show um new show that debuted right after that was um uh, Briar Patch by Sam Esmail's involved in that. Um, they aired the first episode last week, and then you could watch the second season, uh, second show on uh, on demand. So basically, it's Rosario Dawson. Her sister was a cop in this town, and and she gets killed, and now she's back in town to figure out what happened, and kind of is now back where she, you know, grew up or whatever, and. All sorts of shenanigans take place. It's pretty solid so far. I mean, we're just um, one episode technically in, but two if you've watched On Demand. So definitely worth a watch if you haven't checked it out yet. Um, In other uh, TV news uh, or whatever, um, Curb continues to have a solid season. Um, Uh. Yeah, it's been it's been a really good season so far, um, and I'm sure it will continue. Uh, obviously, Larry David's, you know, t- you know, obviously had time to think about a lot of this stuff, you know, because they he takes he takes long breaks between seasons these days, so it's not like he's forcing uh, stuff. Whereas he can take his time and kind of think of good stories, and I think that works uh, rather than just doing the show for the you know because because you have to. Um, doing the show because you want to and you have good stories and good jokes and good whatever but um yeah uh so definitely enjoying curb your enthusiasm this season so far uh avenue five yeah i'm still i i've been watching it but i still it's kind of like it's just on <laughs> and it's like eh i mean there's it's it's you know it has its moments but it's not exactly you know I don't know. It's, it's nothing amazing, but uh, it has its moments from time to time. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, check it out if you haven't already. But yeah, it's fine. It's fine. That's that's about as much as I can really say about it. Um, Homeland's back, but I don't have Showtime anymore. So yeah, and then Kidding, uh, Jim Carrey, obviously be double dipping with Sonic, and now Kidding is back as well. So some point i gotta go check those out but uh right now i don't have showtime so i can't watch them but um i'll find a way i'll find a way all right so that's gonna do it for small screen sweeps for now um 
Goldberg's and uh, Modern Family School. Those shows continue. Modern Family uh, only got a few episodes left, I think, until it's done. So they're kind of wrapping up everything. Um, yeah, um, see, we'll see what fills the void of that show, I guess, at some point. But uh, for now, still got a few more episodes left. I don't know how many, but uh, it's got a few more. Uh, I feel like the Fox shows haven't been on forever just because of football and Super Bowl and other nonsense. Grammy, uh, Grammys and Oscars and whatever else. So I think they're back this Sunday, I'm assuming. I don't know. But uh, yeah, because there's going to be a new, there's a new show on. Uh, I forget what it is. Amy Poehler produced cartoon or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah. And then I think Walking Dead's back this week too hey that's a actually i gotta check that out when does or maybe it's next weekend i don't know that is a good question i think no i think it is this sunday walking dead's back right let's see yep nope maybe Um, I don't see it. Huh. Better Call Saul's coming back, though, but that's not this weekend. That's next weekend, so maybe they both come back next weekend. Come on, come on, come on. Uh, Bonus edition. What does that mean? Yeah, so next Sunday, not this Sunday, next Sunday. Oh boy, I got way too many things being recorded. That's not good. I'll have to figure that out. Oh, well, it's trying to record Homeland. I can't because I don't have HBO anymore. Uh, Showtime, rather. Okay. All right, sorry. Enough of my change. Enough of my uh, nonsense with uh, scheduling my DVR. But um, yeah, Walking Dead and Better Call Saul back uh, the twenty. What is that? Twenty third. So check that out if you will. Uh, and then uh, yeah, lots of TV. Lots of TV going on. All right, let's move on. Uh, so, games for Greg. I've made a executive decision, and I'm deciding I'm not playing River City Girls because, well, I got it as kind of like a more of a collector's item as opposed to like a game I would play. And I'm sure it's a fine game, and maybe someday I will play it. But right now, I can't really justify opening it for what I what I, I assume I'll play the game for like a you know a little bit, and I'm sure it'll be fine. But then ultimately. Will I play it that enough that it's worth me opening it? Yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm kind of like hesitant about it. So um, with that said, uh, I think I will move on, as it were, and pick a new game that one maybe one I can actually actually play and uh, or actually will play and uh, go from there. So let's do it, shall we? Uh, I'm going to bring out my list of games, and I will generate a number. 
from the random number generator. Actually, I got to get the right numbers. Uh, what's the final number? 1653. And the number is, let's see, 1110. So 1110, which is, I'm guessing, a PlayStation of some sort. Uh, 1110 is. Beautiful Joe. Okay. I've heard good things about Beautiful Joe. I've never actually played it, but I do own it. That's I mean, that's why I own it, because I heard good things about it, but I've never actually played it. So, all right, that, that's one I can definitely uh, uh, fire up and take a, take a, take a shot at um, and uh, play a little bit. And then I'll come back, and next time, hopefully, I'll play it, and I can give you my thoughts. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so... There you go, games for Greg. No real n news on anything. Um, the PlayStation 5 is still rumored to be being announced soon. I mean, I'd imagine if it's going to come out sometime this year, they were probably going to have to announce it and give some details and stuff. Uh, nothing new about Xbox Series X. Um, you know, there's still rumors about there being a new Switch version, a Pro version, if you will. But uh, so far, not, nothing about that. Uh, there's just a bunch of games coming out soon. Nothing that's really crazy interesting to me. Resident Evil 3 may remake, maybe, just because as opposed to all the other Resident Evils, and um, and I know remakes specifically for some of them. Some of them, I mean, it's definitely with Resident Evil 2, they did the remake last year as opposed to just like, kind of like with Resident Evil 1, they sort of remade it, but it was kind of mostly just like an upgrade and like the the visuals and stuff and but it wasn't like it was the game was basically the same but they just kind of updated all the visuals and, and whatnot uh, and changed some things around i think uh but every all the other games four five six seven um and some of the other offshoots or whatever i feel like they're all on the current systems now three was the only one that was like unless you have it on the playstation i think that was the only way to play it I do have it in the PlayStation, but, you know, some of those PlayStation games can be a bit rough on the eyes these days, uh, given, uh, you know, at the time they looked amazing, but going back, PlayStation 1 is real kind of, it's, it can be tough. PlayStation 2 is okay, PlayStation 3 and on is fine. PlayStation 1 still, it can, you back and watch, look at some of those games and they're like, yeah, how are these ever good? <laughs> Like just visually, um, you know, some are some are fine, but they're definitely ones that it's just like, geez, wow, okay. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so that's interesting game coming out. Uh, I, I forget when it comes out. It might not be like till like April or something like that, but uh, certainly that's on the horizon. I know there was a Final Fantasy VII remake that got del kept kept getting delayed. I don't know when that's coming out now. I think maybe April or May. I don't even know anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's always games coming out, so it is what it is. Um, but all right, let's move on, shall we? Uh, let's get the, uh, concert concerto. Well, I don't have anything specific to really talk about. Um, I'm, I am going to Pearl Jam 
uh, at in Madison Square Garden uh, at the end of March. Uh, there have been a bunch of shows that have been announced, but like everything is so expensive. I mean, Boston Calling would have been cool, but like kind of takes up all Memorial Day weekend, and the tickets are super expensive. They finally did do individual tickets, but those were even worse in terms of like what you're paying. Um, Guns and Roses, Aerosmith, they're coming. Motley Crue is, but it's just tickets are all so ridiculously expensive. I don't understand it. Um, so I don't know. It could be one of those things where it's like StubHub last minute, see where the ticket prices are, and if they're decent, maybe go. But outside of that, I, I can't see myself really going to much this summer, just in terms of paying for the prices. It's just they're just crazy. But um, I don't know. But I'll probably get to some. I mean, I know at some point, ex- or at some point, um, Ticketmaster will probably do that, or Live Nation or whatever, will do that all-in thing, and it's like twenty bucks for a ticket and you know lawn ticket or whatever. And those are fine, and I'll probably find a couple concerts to go to for those. Uh, you know, that's what I did last year, so we'll see. Um, and obviously, StubHub last-minute stuff. If it come, the prices come down and stuff, that could be cool too. Uh, but yeah, that's all right. So that's pretty much all I got for concert concerto. Let's move on to sports splash zone. So the Super Bowl happened. Uh, my prediction didn't go so great. Uh, the Chiefs won. Um, 49ers lost. Patrick Mahomes was ultimately the MVP. Uh, so I got that wrong. Obviously, well, I got the wrong team. So obviously I was going to have the wrong MVP. Uh, Drew, on the other hand, did have the Chiefs, but he his pick for MVP was not correct. Um, uh, what else happened? The NHL All-Star game happened. Uh, I got the Atlantic right in the first game, but then I got the other games wrong. The Pacific won the other two games. But I did have the MVP correct, which was David Pasternak. So, go Bruins. Uh, what else happened? Um, the... The um, uh, the Pro Bowl got that completely right. The AFC won, and Lamar Jackson was the MVP, so nailed that. Uh, what else? There was a UFC fight. Curtis Blades won. I got that right. Uh, but Rafael Dos Anjos lost, so I got that wrong. Um, I guess that would be in fights for money, but whatever. I'm just looking at the my predictions because uh, I also did the predictions for UFC 274. No, 247. Uh, dyslexia there and the champs won uh, uh shevchenko and john jones retained both retained their titles so got those both right uh but what else is going on in the world of sports uh lots of stuff obviously <laughs> there always seems to be the xfl started uh last weekend it was interesting for what it was i mean some of the rule changes are kind of cool um you know obviously obviously we're not dealing with the talent you have in the nfl so you're kind of like Wait, who are these guys? Oh, okay. Um, he used to play in the NFL, or maybe, or I remember him in college or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not terrible. I feel like the the competitiveness of the players is better than it was the first time around. Uh, but I feel like this time around they're sticking more to the actual, like, game and the actual football as opposed to the first time around where it was all nonsense and ridiculousness. Because it was like, oh, WWE is awesome and blah, blah, blah. 
let's just make XFL football, but WWE. And, you know, it sort of made sense to do that at the time, just given the popularity of all everything WWE at the time, or WF at the time, uh, with The Rock and whatever, but um, showing up uh, and Vince McMahon and all that. But this time around, I was just like, no, this is just football. We're just playing football. We got some cool different rules and stuff, but so it could be cool and fun, and, but it's football. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Ratings-wise, it did all right first first weekend. Uh, we'll see how that goes for this weekend coming up and going forward. Uh, me and my buddies did pick teams just randomly. I ended up with Seattle Dragons. Go Seattle Dragons. But they lost the first weekend, so not great. But whatever. We'll see. Long season, sort of. Um, ten, ten weeks season, regular season, then two week playoffs. So yeah, I don't know. It's here finally. XFL, it's back. So cool. Um, so in baseball news, where spring training's just getting started, the pitchers and catchers and whatnot are reporting around the league. So you know things are you know we're moving towards you know opening day, which is the end of March. Uh, but the Red Sox did make some moves, obviously, with all the cheating scandal from the, from the, um, uh, the Astros and whatever, and then the fallout from that, the obvious, obviously they let Alex Cora go, uh, they hired Ron Renneke, who was the bench coach as the manager for now, interim manager, I think, I don't know what the eventual long-term plan is, they haven't ruled, and Major League Baseball hasn't ruled anything about Alex Cora yet, so he's still technically not suspended or anything like that, but uh, I can't imagine that uh, they'd bring him back yet. But eventually down the line, they could, I suppose. I don't know if they will, but they could. But uh, probably not. Um, But in bigger news, uh, they did trade Mookie Betts to the Dodgers. Um, Yeah, obviously they were were so far apart with... um, what they want, what the, you know, money-wise and years-wise in terms of the contracts. They just, they just figured it wouldn't worth it, wouldn't be worth it to hold on to him to try to figure something out next year and with J.D. not opting out of his deal. And then they could move David Price along with Mookie Betts and get something for him as opposed to him just walking away in free agency next year. I mean, I don't, it doesn't shock me that they traded him. I mean, it would have been nicer, it would have been nice to maybe get some pitching back. They tried, didn't work out because of uh, some injury concerns with the Twins guy. And ultimately, they just got a couple bats and the catcher. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that works out in the long run. Uh, it's sad to see Mookie go. But obviously, you know, he's de- demanding a huge contract, which, you know, theoretically, you would think the Red Sox would be one of the teams that would do. Because um, I don't know who else is going to pay him that kind of money if, you know, the Dodgers could but it doesn't mean they will or that they have to or that Mookie even wants to necessarily play there. Let's say he has a he plays there this year and it doesn't go well. Maybe he wants to go somewhere else, but where that is, I don't know cuz I don't know that what teams are going to pay him the kind of money that he wants. Um could he come back to the Red Sox for less than what he seems to want? Potentially, but I know the Red Sox are always or have all of a sudden been really concerned about the luxury tax or whatever but um i forget how it works with you know certain if, the, if there's certain years in a row that you're on it it goes up and up but then if you're off it for a year maybe it starts over again i 
or maybe it's a certain a number of years over a certain amount of time. I don't know. I forget how it works. They seem to know more than I do because whatever. I mean, it's not like they have billions of dollars or nothing. Um, oh, wait, they totally do. But it is what it is. I don't know. I mean, it would be crazy. You know, he wanted 12, million, 12 years, $420 million or something along those lines. And you just think about it, and it's like, wow, that contract would then expire in the year 2032. And it's just like, wait, is that a real year? Like, 2032? Like, what are we talking about? I mean, 2020 is still weird to look at. Um, but 2032, it's just like, good God. Um, but anyways, yeah, so there's their baseball news for now. Um, and spring training starting up, uh, NBA, uh, obviously, uh, I don't think I've mentioned the Kobe Bryant. No, cause yeah, I recorded the and I didn't mention it during the movies. Uh, yeah, Kobe Bryant passed away. Obviously, I think you, if you haven't, if you, I'm the one telling you that, I don't know where you've been because I, you, I'm sure everyone knows about it. But um, obviously, they you know are doing all the um, um, you know tributes and stuff to him. You know, they mentioned him on the Oscars, and they've been doing all sorts of you know memorizing him and whatever, blah blah blah. But specifically for the All Star Game coming up, they're doing some. They they're doing some weird stuff with the All Star Game for the NBA All Star Game this year. Um, so they're doing the team thing again, or the 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 players team pick the team type of thing again, which the NHL was the first one to do that, and they've abandoned that since then. Uh, but it's Team LeBron versus Team Giannis again, uh, same as last year, and they pick their teams and whatever. But then this year they're playing like. It's going to be three, like the first three quarters are going to be their own games, basically. So, and then if a team, whichever team wins though that quarter, they uh, will then, money will go to a charity or something along those lines. I forget exactly how it's working. But then, so so they play the first quarter and that's one game and then it's over. And then they reset, play the second quarter, one game. Then it resets. Play the third quarter, it resets. But then the fourth quarter, they bring back those totals from the three previous quarters and have a number. So let's say it's 100 to 99. So the way to win is then you have to score 24 points more than what the higher team has. So, or, yeah, I think. So, so 24 more points. So... In order to win the game, so the fourth quarter is untimed. You have to score. You get the score. It's twenty-four in honor of uh, um, Kobe. So if it was a hundred to ninety-nine, let's say, you still have to pay. So you'd pay to one hundred and twenty-four. So the one team that's leading only has to get twenty-four points, whereas the other team would have to get twenty-five points. I think that's how it works. That's my understanding of it. It's a little wonky. You know, they're trying something new. Um, I don't know how it's going to go, but, you know, they're trying stuff new, new stuff. I mean, I don't know that they're, I mean, obviously there's talks of doing some crazy stuff in terms of the, uh, the season, uh, not next season, but the season after, because it's the, some sort of anniversary. I forget which anniversary it is. 75th anniversary, maybe something like that. 
they want to do something different and fun and cool and change stuff up and who knows what's going to happen but even baseball now is talking about maybe changing up their playoffs adding a couple more wild card teams doing like a like a select your own opponent type thing which seems interesting but i don't who knows how that will end up working uh but for now no no changes as of now uh but um yeah so there you go nba all-star game come up this weekend i'm going to make some predictions for that right now it is sunday um it's in chicago night center uh, I'm going to pick Team LeBron just because the whole Kobe thing, I feel like that's just inevitable going to happen. The Laker guy, you know. And I think LeBron will end up being the MVP as well. So, I mean, I'm going kind of obvious picks there, but I did the same thing for the AF, uh, the um, Pro Bowl, and that worked out fine. So, And even for the NHL, Pasternak, MVP, even team didn't even win. And somehow that was right. Regardless of any of that. Alright, let's move on, shall we? NHL is going strong. I went to the Bruins game last night. The Canadians, uh, they've been on a pretty good roll. Uh, they, you know, faltered a little bit on Sunday against Detroit, but that was almost like a schedule loss because they played the day before at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and then they had to travel to Detroit and play at noon or 12.30. And so, like, did you have to travel from Boston to Detroit after just playing a game and having less than a day to till the next game starts, yeah, it was a rough one. And then Halak was injured or something, or sick or something, and then Tuka had to play back-to-backs. And, but then they bounced back and won last night, so still looking good. Uh, the Lightning are obviously on a roll, and they're going to... It's going to come down to the Bruins and Lightning. It's going to be tough to win out the division, but... Um, yeah, I don't know. That's my next Bruins game, I believe is the Bruins versus Lightning in the beginning of March. I think. I think it is. <laughs> to double-check my schedule. Um, uh, but, yeah. So, hopefully they continue winning and they can beat the Lightning. So, yeah. All right, let's move on. Let's, uh, we got some uh, UFC stuff going on. There's a fight night coming up on Saturday or Sunday. I'm a little confused by this one. If this is the, cause it's in New Zealand, is that right? No, that's next week. No, this week's in Mexico, New Mexico, Rio Rancho. Yeah, the, I think it's next week that's in New Zealand. But you know what? I don't know. So we're just gonna do. We're gonna focus on this week. <laughs> uh, we got a uh, couple of big cards on the. I picked yeah, a couple of big fights on the um, on the. Poster, and that's like I said, I'm only doing the big fights, make predictions for. So we got um, Nightmare Diego Sanchez taking on Demoldi, Demolidor, Michael Pereira, or Mikel Pereira. I don't know, it's spelled weird. Um, uh, and that's a welterweight battle. So I'm gonna go Diego Sanchez, Nightmare. Makes sense to me. And then, in the main event of the evening, in their second bout, um, huh? Okay. So they previously fought. Uh, so they these guys previously fought in two thousand fifteen. 
So it's been a while since they fought each other, but uh, we got overtime Corey Anderson taking on Jan Blachowicz, something like that. Um, uh, This is a light heavyweight battle, and uh, I'm going to go with overtime Corey Anderson. He won the first time. I think he's going to win again. And I can say his name. (laughs) It is what it is. All right, so then that's this Saturday taking place. I think it's on... ESPN Plus, I'm imagining. I believe so. If I look, double check here. Um, yep, it's all on ESPN Plus. So if you have ESPN Plus, check it out. If not, you can get ESPN Plus. You can bundle it with Disney Plus and, and Hulu if you want to. It's 13 bucks a month for all three. Otherwise, I think it's, was it 5 bucks a month? I forget. Um, by itself. Uh, but also available on ESPN Plus next weekend, uh, but it will also be available on regular pay-per-view as well, is the Fight of the Century. Fight of the Decade? Fight of the Decade at least, right? I mean, it's got to be the Fight of the Decade. Decade just started. Um, it's Dante Wilder taking on Tyson Fury for the second time. First one, obviously, ended in a draw. A debate on whether that was a draw or not, sure. But regardless, here it is. They're doing it again. And uh, it's for the, was it the WBC and the lineal and maybe the ringside something or other. It's for a bunch though. Basically the ones that Anthony, Anthony Joshua don't have is for the other ones. Cause I think technically the lineal ones vacated because Tyson Fury got stripped of it at some point along the lines. Uh, and they, I don't know. Regardless, whatever. For the championships that aren't Anthony Anthony Joshua. And hopefully whoever wins this will then fight Anthony Joshua. We can have maybe a unified heavyweight champion. It'd be nice. It'd be nice to make things easier and clearer to understand. But um, So Tyson Fury taking on Deontay Wilder. Ooh, this is a tough one. It is a tough one. Um, ooh, I, I want to say Tyson Fury. Um, but at the same time, I want to say Deontay Wilder. I mean, they're, they're both undefeated. Deontay Wilder's 42-0-1, and, and then Tyson Fury is 29-0-1, so they're only, oh, they're, they're ones that are, you know, the, the draw were with the, with each other, so something's got to give, right, you think? And there can't be another draw, right? That'd be kind of anticlimactic. Um, I mean, I think whoever wins this would then want to rematch, or whoever loses this would then certainly want to rematch um, down the line, too. Um, Jeez. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyson Fury. Why not? I wonder what the odds are, actually. Let me double-check that. I'm interested to see. Um, I mean, it's still early, obviously. It's not till next weekend, the 22nd. So, you know, obviously it can change and whatever. Uh, but I just wonder what the odds are right now. Um, let's see. Um, current odds, if I can find it. Um, ooh, it's so close. <laughs> Deontay Wilder is a slight favorite, minus 120, over Fury's a minus 110. So it's it's dead even. 
it's it's I mean that's you can't get much closer than that I mean other than it just being even which I'm surprised it just isn't um, let's see if uh, there's anything else that uh, says anything different no yeah oh woo, okay this one has Minus 120 to plus 100. Interesting. Oh, maybe that was... No, I don't know. That's weird. Okay, so... Wilder's the favorite. Um, Yeah, that's weird. I don't know why that said that. Well, it's definitely close. Regardless, it's it's like... It's pretty much... A, it's, a, it's, it's basically a pick-up. For the most part. Um... Uh, but yeah, so ooh, okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight. I'm gonna go Tyson Fury. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. It's my prediction. It is what it is. See how it goes. Hopefully, there's a bar somewhere around here that's showing the fight. That'd be good to watch. If I can maybe grab some friends that want to watch it, that'd be cool too. Um, but uh, we'll see. Um, I think it's like eighty bucks on pay per view. So, I don't know. But anyways, yep. So there's fights for money. Uh, lots of good stuff coming up. UFC fight night. UFC fight night this weekend, and I, and then the Wilder Fury match next weekend. So let's move on to turnbuckle time. So there's plenty to talk about turnbuckle time. It's been a while since we went over some stuff. So let's just talk about maybe how I did on some of my predictions and how everything went. So with the NXT Worlds Collide. Um, it was definitely a good show, uh, a lot of good matches. Um, the one thing that was a bit awkward about it was the timing of it, I think. And it made sense to do this instead of a takeover because they just had the takeover. NXT UK just had the takeover Blackpool the week before. And now NXT, um, is having their takeover in Portland, you know, this weekend. So it's kind of like if you put another takeover in there, it would have been a little bit too many, too much takeover. But at the same time, you do want to have an NXT thing. So then to do the NXT World Collide thing, it, it was it was an interesting way to go. Um, you know, they definitely had some good matches, but you know, some of them were kind of like, eh, there's it's a, just a match for the sake of having a match. It wasn't really storyline driven or, or or much or or much. I mean, they tried to do some of that uh, with Imperium and um, Undisputed Era and all that, but um, you know, it's like Kaylee Ray fighting. Um, Who'd you fight? Why am I blanking now? Um, but like, there wasn't the title wasn't even on the line. It was kind of like, what was the point of this? Sort of, if that makes sense. Um, and now I'm blanking on who she fought. So I'm gonna go back and look it up. Um, oh, Mia Yim. Okay, so it was like the title wasn't on the line. It was kind of just a match for the sake of having her on the card, I guess. Uh, but anyways, Kaylee Ray did win, so I did get that. Finn Balor beat Ilya Dragunov, so did get that. Uh, Drew, I think, got both those right as well. Um, yeah. But then uh, the one thing coming out of this was Jordan Devlin won the Cruiserweight title. So, you know, he was basically just been strictly NXT UK up until now, and now he's the Cruiserweight champion. So now he's on 25 Live, he's on NXT so it'll be inter- interesting to see where they go with him long run. Um, 
And if he brings it to NXT UK at all, too. I don't know. No, the plan is there. They did completely overhaul the title now. It's not, not purple anymore. It's just black. And it says NXT on it now. As well, but he beat Angel Garza. Uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott and Travis Banks. Uh, then DIY beat Mustache Mountain in another one of those matches. It's like, cool. Like all these guys are going to have a good match. And they had a good match. But at the same time, it's like, what was it for? Because then, like, at the same time, you're having the Dusty Cup finals. And it was kind of like, well, why wasn't that on this? Um, they had that just on NXT. And I was like, well, that's... I mean, it was NXT UK versus NXT. So why? I don't know. But, um, yeah. Rhea Ripley defeated Tony Storm to retain the Women's Championship. No big surprise there. And then Imperium, uh, who were down a member a couple minutes into the match, Alexander Wolf got uh, got uh, hit pretty hard and was uh, taken out of the match. Uh, but they still prevailed over the Undisputed Era. Now, does that lead to anything down the line? I don't know. But, um, yeah, overall, uh, World's Collide was solid. Enjoy- enjoyable. A few hours of wrestling on a Saturday night. Sure, I'll take it. Um, yeah, good time. Uh, but then that, of course, led to the next night with the Royal Rumble. Uh, and the Royal Rumble, it was a pretty good... Well, we'll get to it, but... um. The Royal Rumble itself was actually the men's Royal Rumble, I should say. And the women's was fine, but the men's was actually, I think, really good. So, uh, wait, hold on. Let me look at my predictions real quick. So, ultimately, for Worlds Collide, um, I got four out of six, as did Drew. He had Imperium right. I got that wrong. And then we both got the Cruiserweight wrong. But he also had Tony Storm, which he got wrong. So, we tied. Um, all right, moving on. Royal Rumble. Uh, yeah, um, overall, good show. I feel like they cut down the time a bit this year. It didn't seem to go on forever like last year's did. Uh, or maybe that's just because I was watching it as it was happening more so. No, I was still a little bit bad. I think last year I was trying to watch TakeOver and then catch up. And I ended up being way behind and, I don't know, whatever, regardless. Um, so Seamus beat Shorty G in the pre-show. Andrade beat Humberto Carrillo to retain the U.S. title. Uh, more on him in a minute. Roman Reigns beat King Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Charlotte Flair won the women's um, the Royal Rumble. Bailey successfully defended her title against Lacey Evans. The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, successfully defended his title against Dana Bryan. Becky Lynch successfully defended her title against Asuka. And then Drew McIntyre won the Royal Rumble. So the Royal Rumble, the way they did it, was interesting with the Brock Lesnar coming in at number one and he eliminated, I think it was 13 guys or whatever. And then Ricochet came out and then Drew McIntyre came out. And then Ricochet distracted Brock Lesnar. Or other way around, I guess. Well, whatever. Ricochet hit a low blow on Lesnar and then um, Drew McIntyre eliminated him. Um... Surprise entrance was MVP, who then had a match on Raw, and then basically was like, ah, I'm done, but I guess he's going to be working behind the scenes, and had a uh, VIP lounge on this week's Raw, so he's sticking around. Um, Andrade, on the other hand, uh, I did mention him, he got suspended for a viol- uh, for a wellness violation, so he'll be out for a little bit, but not 
I mean, just 30 days, because he's already being advertised for being in Super Showdown, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, what else? Oh, and then Edge. Edge come back. So this was one of those rumors that everyone kind of kept thinking, like, yeah, he's coming back. He's coming back. And it all kind of started to think with the, you know, he said some stuff on this podcast, and all of a sudden... He was like, I need more time with my family, so I'm not going to do a podcast anymore. It's like, really? You need more time with your family? That's why you can't do a podcast? Come on. We're not buying that. It's like, meanwhile, your wife's on NXT every week. It's like, come on. We're not buying it. And, you know, he kept on denying and denying and denying. And then, of course, there he is at the Rumble showing up. So, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, he's back. And he, he made it down to the final three. Then Roman Reigns eliminated him before Drew McIntyre eliminated Roman Reigns. Now, prediction-wise, um, I did okay. Um, so I got the 24-7 championship changing hands wrong. I mean, it has changed hands since then. Riddick Moss now has it as he turned on uh, Mojo Raleigh in a very quick uh, two-second kind of uh, <laughs> alliance they had. Uh, sure. Uh, but then... Um, uh, what else happened? Sheamus beat Shorty G. Got that right. Oh, yeah. So I had Sheamus right, had Andrade right, had Roman Reigns right. So my prediction for the women's Royal Rumble didn't even, wasn't even in the Royal Rumble. So apparently Tasha Banks is still injured or something. I don't know. But she wasn't in it. Drew also got that wrong. Uh, his, he had Liv Morgan. Uh, but he also got King Corbin and Berto Carrillo wrong, so, but he did get the 24-7 championship, not changing hands, and he got Sheamus right, uh, he had Bailey right, I had Lacey Evans wrong, we both had The Fiend correct, he had Oscar wrong, I had Becky Lynch wrong, I had Roman Reigns wrong, and he had AJ Styles wrong, AJ Styles did get injured in the match, um, unfortunately, but it sounds like it's not gonna be too, too bad, because he's already advertised for being at Super Showdown, so there you go. Uh, overall, good card, good show. Enjoyed the Royal Rumble, the match, the Royal Rumble, uh, the movie. Or no, wait, not the movie. <laughs> the match, the movie, the madness. No, just kidding. Um, the Royal Rumble, the match, uh, was solid. The men's ones was. The women's was all right. It wasn't. I mean, Charlotte, they, they did kind of Bianca Belair dominated and then Charlotte dominated. I don't know. It, you know, it was similar to how they with Lesnar, I kind of, um, but yeah, and then, uh, yeah, so there you go, so since then, uh, like I said, Andrade got suspended, but he's still the champ, um, if any other championships changed hands, I'm trying to think, on Raw, no, I don't think so, Seth and Murphy are still the tag titles. Lesnar's still the WWE champion. Uh, um, Asuka and Kyrie Zane are still the women's tag champions. Becky Lynch still the... Yep. I mean, Riddick Moss is the 24-7 champion. Uh, yeah, moving over to SmackDown. Fiend's still the champ. Oh, Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman won the Intercontinental Championship from Sinsuke Nakamura. I was like, I know something happened. Yes, Braun Strowman is now the new... Intercontinental Champion. So there you go. Congratulations to him. It's his first singles title. He had previously won the tag titles with Seth Rollins and Nicholas. John Cohn's son. Um, and he won the ran random... I mean, if you count it, the 
the greatest Royal Rumble belt, whatever the hell that thing was. Didn't doesn't really count. Um, and then uh, New Day still the tag champs. Yeah. NXT uh, they're building up to take over, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. AEW is still building towards their next pay per view, which is in a couple weeks. Revolution. Uh, Nyla Rose beat Riho last night for the women's championship, so that happened. Oh, and Hangman Page and and um, Kenny Omega beat the SCU for the tag championships. And Jeff Cobb showed up last night uh, making his debut for AEW. Technically, he's not signed anywhere yet, and he still has some dates with the Ring of Honor and New Japan he's got to do, so be interesting to see where he ends up uh you know officially down the line um uh yeah but uh yeah uh, aw and nxt continue to battle out on wednesday nights aw is kind of been in control in terms of the ratings uh but you know i mean they i think last night they both had pretty solid shows they've been off and on here and there but last night were both solid shows uh, what else is going on I, I feel like there's other stuff I'm forgetting to talk about, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think that covers most of the stuff. Um, so before we go to NXT TakeOver, Portland, just kind of mentioning some of the stuff that, uh, kind of clean up some stuff along the way. Um, so Super Showdown is taking place in, um, Saudi Arabia on the February 27th. So it was kind of rumored but then they, it was unclear what date it was going to say so I'm saying it was the 20th and then it was the 27th blah 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 but then back and forth now it's the 27th now this brings a couple different things because I'm going to Smackdown in Boston on the 28th the last time they had a show in Saudi Arabia uh, since they flip flopped you know with you know with Smackdown being on Fridays well the guys didn't make it back in time and then they had to do this whole NXT thing and whatever so bit concerned about that not seeing everyone at smackdown but and thinking to counteract that a bit they have announced that john cena will be at that smackdown on the 28th so definitely interested to see where they do where they go with that um now the fiend is wrestling goldberg at super showdown so that's interesting thing um corbin and and roman reigns will maybe finally end their feud with a cage match um and there's a couple other matches being announced, but we're not here to talk about that. We'll talk about that a couple weeks when before that show actually takes place. Make my predictions for that. Um, but just kind of what they're leading towards. Because then the Elimination Chamber is like a week and a half after that. So then you got to build that too. So it's kind of interesting the way that's all kind of going to be clumped together as we head towards WrestleMania. Um, now... Oh, I guess that's the other thing I should mention. Drew McIntyre obviously picked Brock Lesnar to fa- face him at uh, WrestleMania. Charlotte Flair has is yet undecided, but it looks like she's going to go after the NXT Women's Champion, Rhea Ripley. But certainly not confirmed and definitely not uh, necessarily Rhea Ripley because we have some stuff to talk about in the predictions here. Um, as NXT TakeOver Portland takes place this Sunday... As on a Sunday, which is interesting, because normally the takeovers take place on Saturdays. Or I guess, well, they were Wednesdays originally when they first started airing. But then they have typically been Saturdays prior to a pay-per-view. Um, 
or something along those lines. But, uh, you know, given what they did with NXT UK, Black uh, Blackpool 2, TakeOver Blackpool 2, was on a Sunday. And now, and typically they like to do Sundays for their big shows. And so if there's, you know, it's kind of a one-off by itself type of thing, it makes sense to go over the Sunday instead of Saturday. Um, I get it. You don't want to interfere with XFL, right? <laughs> Just joking. Um, actually, I don't think it would matter if they're all during the day. Uh, anyways, right? Well, let's get to it. NXT TakeOver Portland happening this Saturday. No, Sunday. After I just said that. Sunday. From Portland, Oregon at the Moda Center. Uh, so there's six matches currently scheduled, which is interesting because typically they usually only do five. But they got six announced, so there you go. Um, and do, 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 do. I'm on the wrong page. Uh, let's bring up the card, if you will. We got kicking things off. I mean, I, I'm one of these might be on the pre-show, or there might be a set a additional match on the pre-show. I'm unsure, but we'll just go with what we got here. So we got Dakota Kai taking on Tegan Knox in a street fight. Now, obviously, Tegan um, Knox came back from injury. And then was teaming with Dakota Kai, and then there was a whole thing with War Games, and Dakota Kai turned on her and beat her up, and all that sort of deal. So I think it makes more sense for Dakota Kai to win here, just because I don't know if they're done with this story yet. And given the way she turned uh, to keep her kind of strong, I think it makes sense for her to continue with her run. So Dakota Kai. Uh, next up, we have um, a, a singles match. Let's go with the singles matches and then we'll, before we go into the uh, championship matches. Finn Balor taking on Johnny Gargano. Um, I just, I got, mm, this one's a kind of a toss-up, but at the same time, I just feel like you got to keep Finn Balor strong, I feel like. I just, I, th- I think, yeah, you got to, I think, you know, given where he is right now and how they brought him, you know, back to NXT and everything, you know, I still feel like as much as everyone loves Johnny Gargano, I just feel like it makes more sense for Finn Balor to go over here. Uh, all right, next up, you've got the Tag Team Championships, the Undisputed Area, Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley taking on the Bruiser Weights, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, which if I didn't mention prior, they did end up winning the uh, the Dusty Rhodes Memorial Classic tag team turmoil tournament of the ages um, over the Grizzled Young Veterans in the finals. So they earned this uh, title shot at, because they did that. And I do think they're going to win. I, I feel like, you know, since Keith Lee beat Matt, uh, sorry, Keith Lee beat uh, Roderick Strong for the, for the uh, um, North American Championship, and now I see... The Bruiserweights beating Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley for the tag titles. And then, you know, then there's Adam Cole, the only one left with the championship. Yeah, I feel like that makes sense. So I'm going to go with the Bruiserweights to take the titles. And, you know, this whole Matt Riddle, Pete Dunne kind of scenarios, it's 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 growing on me. At first I was like, why? And I was like, all right, I get it. They did this whole series of uh, vignettes where they had to get they had to find out how to. They had to get to Portland somehow, and there was a whole thing with the car got pulled over, and then they, I don't know. It was pretty funny stuff though. Uh, so there you go. Um, 
Next up, we got Keith Lee defending the North American Championship against Dominin, Dominic Dijakovic. Now, obviously, these guys have had tons of matches before, and they're usually pretty good. Um, I don't see them taking the title off Keith Lee this quickly, um, unless they're going to spin Keith Lee into something completely different going into WrestleMania or something like that. I don't know, but I don't think that would necessitate, even if they were going to do that, taking off the title from him. Uh, so I don't... Yeah, I'm going to go Keith Lee. Then we got the Women's NXT Championship on the line as um, Bianca Belair is, def- is challenging Rhea Ripley. Uh, now, Charlotte Flair has kind of been in the middle of some of this stuff too, so I wouldn't be surprised if she somehow gets involved. Uh, in this match, one shape in some shape or form. Uh, maybe if that's even just after the match to challenge Rhea Ripley, because I don't see Rhea Ripley losing the title here. Um, I don't know that they'll get Bianca involved in that with with either of them, uh, with both of them or whatever. But um, I don't know. Uh, but I I'd see Rhea Ripley retaining, if nothing else. Maybe by disqualification, though, if Charlotte Flair gets involved. I don't know. And then finally, in the main event of the evening, um, we have the NXT Championship as Adam Cole, baby, defends against Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, you know, I, I do feel at some point Adam Cole is going to lose the title. Don't necessarily know it's going to be against Ciampa, but I could see it happening. But I don't see it happening here. If it happens, I would see it happening at the next takeover before WrestleMania. And why I say that is because, you know, this is their first, you know, match one on one or whatever for the title, I think, if I remember correctly. Certainly on takeover, I believe. But I just don't see Tommaso coming in and beating him, you know, right off, right from the get go. I feel like the Undisputed Era might get involved, and that might, and Adam Cole is going to win by shady shenanigans, or else somehow you know nothing will happen. I don't know, but I feel like that will build to some other kind of match at Takeover uh, for WrestleMania, whether that's a you know a steel cage match or a ladder match or a TLC match or a Hell in a Cell match. Well, because I think it'd probably be some sort of steel cage or something because if you know. Obviously, if Undisputed Era is interfering, kind of want to keep them out. But at the same time, then, you know, well, maybe Tommaso Ciampa could, you know, get Gargano or the Bruiser Waits or Keith Lee or whoever in his corner and kind of, like, watch his back. And then they'll have, if they could do a TLC match to kind of, you know, that will kind of eliminate that aspect of it. I don't know. But at the end of the day, I don't see Adam Cole losing the title, uh, whether that means, you know, he wins nefariously or just wins or loses by disqualification or something along those lines i know they don't like to do the disqualification thing too much in terms of you know for the main events of a pay-per-view quality show or whatever but at the same time it's like storyline wise it could make sense down the line i don't know we'll see um other thing to mention in terms of nxt is velveteen dream came back he's not on this card but then him and roderick strong are fighting um next week on on NXT. So, just mentioning that because he could be involved in something 
uh, he could be involved that in that match as well, helping out um, for helping out uh, Chapa uh, if if some of the other guys disputed our guys get involved. So there you go. There's NXT Takeover Portland taking place uh, Sunday. Keep uh, keep wanting to say Saturday, Sunday in Portland, Oregon. Check it out on the network. Uh, I believe it starts at seven. Um, so the pre-show is either at six or six thirty. I'm not really entirely sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, check it out. Uh, finally to wrap things up, as always, of course, check out the blog at reservator.blogspot.com. Uh, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple podcasts or Stitcher or wherever else you can find this and check me out on Twitter at reservator. Uh, you know, I'll give, leave five star reviews, thumbs up, share, like all that sort of thing. And also check out the YouTube channel, go to YouTube dot com and search one man renegade podcast and you can check see my channel there i posted a few more videos and i got some more in the works on the way soon so let's go over there subscribe hit the thumbs up hit the little bell thingy um then share it to your friends your enemies your enemies friends your friends enemies and everyone in between and beyond uh and once again i just want to thank you for listening and i'll be back probably in a couple weeks to talk about Super Showdown. And we'll go over what happened at TakeOver and Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder and UFC and everything else and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, I'll have a good time. So I'll talk to you then.